detective. Thrill me. Good evening, all. To quote this uh, week's hero, dead or alive, you're coming with us. To tonight's film, <clears throat> 187's Robocop. The band's back together. Gibbo, good to see you after a couple of weeks layoff. Yep. I'm not very reliable. Let's get down to that. No, you <laughs> I think you've just started picking it on your movies. <laughs> well, uh, not well, interested. No, I'm not busy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm not going to be around for that one. <laughs> oh, look, I'd love to. <laughs> yeah, I, I listened to you boys talk about it, and uh, I'm not sad that I missed it. Before we get into it, let's uh, hit what we've watched. Garrett? Yep. Okay, so um, I finished American Vandal. Look, the jokes sort of wore off in the middle, but it actually did a really good job of taking the piss out of some of those programs. And um, in the end, you kind of got this, you kind of wanted to get down to find out what happened. And there was a couple of parts that probably went too far into a little bit sort of sad and low, like, I don't know. It just, yeah, it went it went off uh, a little bit towards the end, but I enjoyed it overall. I uh, saw the Lego Ninjago movie. How was that? Uh, yeah, it was all right. As expected. It's probably, it's probably the lowest of the three. I kind of like him in order. I like it. Lego Movie best, Lego Batman next, and then this one. But more of the same. You kind of get what you get what you expected. Um, I watched Batman and Harley Quinn, which was the new um, DC animated one, which I was pretty thrilled with because it seemed to sort of continue on from the Batman animated series. It had Bruce Timm back involved and had uh, a lot of the characters reappearing, which was cool, and I quite enjoyed that one. Now, I reacquainted myself again with our old friend Dolph. And I, <laughs> I, just, what? I watched Don't Kill It. Yeah, um, look, I heard good things. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Someone lied to you. <laughs> you look, it was better than, it was better than, what was the other Bell one? What's Larceny? <laughs> it was better than Larceny. Larceny was a shocker. <laughs> um, don't Kill It was, Don't Kill It was, um, it was, yeah, it was okay. It was better than Larceny. I got more enjoyment out of it, more competently handled, was decent idea behind it. No, 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 it's, 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 oh, yeah, a little bit of a comedy element, but, yeah, it's not all that funny, so, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, don't rush out and watch it, but the, the biggest thing I discovered out of it is that Dolph seems to have his own sort of Sven Oli Thorson to Arnold Schwarzenegger. There's some character called James Chalk that keeps popping up in... Dolph movies and they appear to be buddies. What so. a wagon to hit yourself to. <laughs> you know who's going places now? Dolph Lundgren. I'm getting on that. Well, Dolph Lundgren is, mate. He's, he's on Arrow. Yeah, man. I, and yeah. he's he's in um, Aquaman. Yes. The only way is up. If Chalk shows up in Aquaman, <laughs> there's some real issues. I'll keep an eye for him in Arrow. He tried to negotiate the deal of the Aquaman. Nah, sorry. No, no, no. Dolph said, uh, you just wait outside. <laughs> I need this. Yeah, this is Chalky. I knocked over t- two se- Well, I'm finishing the second season of um, Bates Motel. Yeah. I really like it. I really like it. It's uh, got some really good acting performances in it, which I think is probably the best thing about it. But they, they kind of go this really interesting route of that it's it's in modern day, but, you know, Norman and his mum sort of dress similar to how they did in the older films. Their house looks like it. They sort of, a lot of the setting, you could, you know, you could, you mistake it for one of those old, uh, to, for being in that time period until someone pulls out their mobile phone and starts talking on it or something like that. So they kind of straddle both periods, which is sort of kind of cool, but the acting's really great. Vera Farmiga's like, she has some great stuff where parts of it you just, you feel sort of heartbroken for the way she's treated and then she fucking flies off the handle and you're just like, this woman is a fucking lunatic. Like, she's really good. She's just back and forth balancing it really well. It's and weird that she never did more because everything I've seen her in, I've really liked her in. She's great. And the guy that, the one that plays Norman is actually Charlie from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I didn't realise that until I started watching it, but he's really good as well. So, I think she's, worth she's, your time. she's got plenty on the resume. She's, she's just a good character. She's done a lot of indie stuff too. and That's then... what people forget. But like when she's, I think the one with George Clooney up in yeah, the up, air. Yeah, that was excellent. That was good. She's in... Um, Conjuring films. Yeah, but what's the... Fuck, the one with Leo and Jack Nichols, the uh, gangster one. Yeah, Departed. Yeah, Departed, yep. She's really good in that. It's just, I don't yep. know, because she, like, she's, she's pretty and she's obviously a really good actor. I don't know, it's just a weird one. She's never really got a big role somewhere. Yeah, no, she's really good in this, so I'm... I'm I really enjoyed it, actually. They throw in a really interesting dynamic, too, of introducing Norman's brother, and it actually works. Yeah. It's, it's kind of cool. I watched Tommy, which was the 30 for 30 about Tommy Morrison. 
I thought you were saying you were um, Tommy Boy. Fuck. <laughs> 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 right, that's the next one. <laughs> uh, I was actually disappointed because the the problem for me is the bloke really turned out to be extremely unlikable and it was just a story of wasted talent and, you know, he, he would win a boxing match and then he'd just fucking fail to train and get beaten in the next one. So, he was sort of wasted potential but he was a bit of a jerk at times too yeah. and then... It's got kind of tragic when he got HIV, but then he didn't. He was he was a HIV denier, so he stopped taking his. Essentially, the guy could still be alive. Um, so it was sad in that sense, but it was oh, I don't know. It just kind of missed the mark a little bit for me. I found it interesting because the whole didn't sort of rocky connection, but I, you know, I just sort of went deep enough. But I didn't. I didn't like the angle that they took. I think they tried to sort of lionise him a little bit in parts, and I just thought the bike's a bit of a jerk. He should have just gone delved into his kind of. Um, promiscuous activities and how he ended up the way he did. and I mean, it's come out since then that he possibly knew he had HIV since 1989 and was boxing with it. So yeah. the guy had pretty irresponsible questionable morals. and yeah. So, yeah, the last one I watched was um, What We Do in the Shadows. Actually, no, sorry, I saw Happy Death Day, which yeah. I'll, I'll <clears throat> jump in a little bit when you talk yeah. about it because I believe you saw that yeah, too, but I watched yeah. uh, What We Do in the Shadows. So... The Kiwis, mate, they, they know how to make a good movie. They, they're very entertaining. And um, I think it's the guy that's directing Thor Ragnarok, isn't it? The guy that played Viago and directed this one is is yeah, directing so. Thor Ragnarok. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, the trailer for that looks interesting. Pretty good. Very different uh, to the previous sure. two, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. I, I just caught <clears throat> a small glimpse of um, him and Hulk talking after they fought or whatever, and he goes, did we have a fight? And he goes, yes. Did, did I beat you? No, I won comfortably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're definitely going comedy out. I love when Hulk rolls out, though, and he's like, yes! And then he turns around, he's like, we know each other from work. He's <laughs> <laughs> funny. But, yeah, that was, uh, that was good too. Isn't he? Yeah, he's in Is it. he really? Yeah. Goldblum yeah, siding. Isn't he dead? <laughs> <laughs> Big question, has he got his shirt unbuttoned at least down to his belly button? No, no, that's no, important. he's wearing one of those weird, you know. Well, that's not Goldblum. Yeah. No, not good enough, thanks. Yeah. That's me. That's you? Okay, give up. Okay, very strange lineup for me because I just decided to watch a few things that were just on stand and just stuff I had in my list just because they looked interesting from Sorry, Adam, reasons. you can't watch them. What, stand? Not until I, you jump on board, nah, mate. Stand, stand on board Netflix, the train. So I mix it up look, a bit. I can't do it. <laughs> you have to. Yeah, it, oh, look, as Jared said, they're starting to put some good stuff on there. As soon as I can't get now. a movie for this podcast, I'll be on stand. <clears throat> put it this way. You've probably spent video. about 50 bucks on iTunes. That's five months of stand, mate. No, mate. I've been, I've get been on board. delving into the depths of YouTube for all sorts of weird <laughs> Yeah, see, that's a terrible mistake. <clears throat> anyway, uh, so I had this movie in just because I like Blake Lively, so I watched a movie called Age of Adeline. Oh, that got Harrison Ford, too. Seeing it? Yes, yeah. yes. Not not a huge role. He's in it sort of um, for for parts of it. But is that kind of time travel involved in that? Mm, not time travel. No, it's she. It's the the science of it is the big issue. Right. Because how they explain what happens, something happens at the start and then something happens at the end, and the explanation for how both of those happen is fucking ridiculous. Right. <laughs> Everything else in there is really interesting, okay. um, and everyone that's in it does a really good job and stuff like that. It's just those two bits, you just can't swallow them. It's shit for that reason. Like, the movie's actually really good, but those two bits ruin it. Okay. So, yeah, if you, if you didn't watch so the start and you watch it, it's a little bit like um, Benjamin Buttony. Oh, yeah. But, shit. Yeah, it, it, it's worth, no, it's not shit. I, I liked the movie. I really liked it. It's just those two bits, you just, like, fuck off. Right. And, and it's a bit of a bummer. Um, yeah, but, like, all the performances are really good. Um, it's got the guy that ends up, he's in, oh, you wouldn't know this either, uh, in Game of Thrones. He took over as Dario. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's in it. Um, and he does a really good job. Blake Lively's really good. Harrison Ford's good. And like I said, the premise is really cool. They just, the way they explain it with like, a, there's a voiceover guy that is like telling the story. You never, yeah. It's just a weird way to do it. But cool movie. Um, I watched a movie called Solace, which is um, Anthony Hopkins and, Anthony Hopkins uh, and Colin, Farrell. Colin Farrell. Yeah. Um, Again, we you think it's just like a crime thing, but then it gets like a little bit supernaturally. Um, Any good? Yeah, it's worth a look. Like it's cool. It's it's a, it's got like a kind of a seven meets um, maybe like Science of the Lambs. Well, obviously because of Hopkins, but it has that sort of vibe about it. But it was pretty cool. Um, 
smashed out a bunch of black sails. I'm still <laughs> slugging <laughs> through that. Still through black sails. This, this season, <laughs> it away. It, it's actually improved it quite a bit. Mate, um, they've been on, uh, on they've been on shorter journeys than you've been on. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know how they've got the budget they've got because it's clearly like the production values are massive, like yeah. the sets, everything. It's really beautiful, really well done. Um, I just don't know where they got the money from. Like someone must have gone. This is going to be the next big thing, and I don't know if they're going to be able to keep going with it. Everyone's looking for their Game of Thrones. Fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, that it's definitely got a bit of that. The writing's just not there for it. Like it's it's better this season. Mm. Um, it'll never get to that level though, and. Yeah. I don't know, but I, I actually like it now, so it's it's been worth doing. Um, along the yeah, the first season was worth it, put it that way for now. So <laughs> along the same lines, I watched Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No, Tell no Tales, with the young bloke, and fuck off, everybody, yeah. just get away from me. The, yeah. the amount of money they've wasted on that shit now is just it's Mate, sad. Yeah, it's like See, Oh, it's exactly like Transformers. Like Transformers. It's exactly they make big money and now yep. they're going to make money. See, I, actually didn't, I didn't hate this one. I watched oh. it and I was just like, man, I wasn't raving, but I was like, man. I just, no, they shouldn't make money, but they're brand. It's, yeah. It's, it's, like, it's like, to me, it's like the Fast and the Furious films. Like, I yeah, sit but, there and I go... They're stupid, but at least they're, watching this, but, but they're more entertaining. This is just noise and shit happening, and it, it's just it's not well done. Depp's lost a bit of his charm too. I'll I'll give you that. He's a, he basically acts just like it just acts like a drunkard now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's just a twat. He's, no, he's, <laughs> he's just phoning it in now. I assume. Yeah, he just waves well, his fingers five, around. Five and, films deep. I mean, bloody hell! How much can you bring to it? Yeah, mate, he's got scarves to buy, doesn't he? So yeah. he'll, he'll keep doing them until he's got art to purchase. <laughs> but uh, Kira Knightley and Orlando Bloom were happy for the. Call. Mm-hmm. Oh, so they, they've they, got a in it, little they? parts at the end there, like a little, they sort of show up. I didn't um, they somehow they managed to line them up because I'm sure they're very busy, but um, <laughs> they, they made a little bit of an appearance. But it's just, it's just stupid. I don't know. It's it's the same exact movie every time. So we've got to find this thing. Yeah. This person's going to stop us. They're undead. I don't know. I'm just over it. Can't do any more. Um, <laughs> Narcos season three. Yep. Um, obviously, the whole thing's changed a little bit now because um, the, the big bad's gone. They're after the Carly Cartel now. Really good though. Still really well done. The only the main character is Javier Pena, which is the you know, the Texan guy, the blonde guy. Obviously went and did Logan, and then thought he was too good for this and didn't want to come back. But also it's a true story, so he couldn't. But really good. Yeah, still interesting. And I'm sort of halfway through that one. Went to the cinema and watched Kingsman two. Yeah, not a fan. Yeah, I heard the whole the villain. They've they've gone too far with the how silly the villain is. And so the set pieces and stuff in it are unreal. Like the first action sequence when it opens up, really cool. And then a lot of the other ones, the way they shoot it, awesome. But the movie's just, it's not there for me. I didn't. I, I like the first one um, and it had little issues. And this one, it feels like the issues they've made bigger. Expanded. Yeah, and just lost their way a little bit. And then the other one was Arrow uh, season five on... Netflix? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, on so. Netflix. How is Arrow going? With Dolph now at... At the, you know, D- Dolph's in, the not in it as much as I thought. No, well, he goes in and out. Yeah. He, he was supposed to be gone very early, but they liked what he did, so they brought him, they basically restructured the story to bring him back, so it's closer to the end that he comes in for a few parts. It was, yeah, we just binged it. My wife and I just binged it. We just got sucked down a rabbit hole on Saturday pretty much and ended up watching, like, most of it. But there's one bit where, just without even knowing, just as you're binging through Netflix, you know, they sort of stick together. Inexplicably, you're on like a spaceship out of nowhere, and what it ended up being is they're doing crossover crossovers again. between. Yeah, because yeah, you, you had the same issue last season. season. Yeah. Yeah, well, if they gave us a heads up, I could have you know, yeah, watched you the other one and gone through. It. But yeah. we were just blown. Like, like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, and then they're doing yeah. like flashbacks and stuff. Because and it by was- that point, um, Arrow was the. I think Arrow was the last one. So by that point, there'd been three other episodes. Because it was crossing over. Arrow was the middle one. Flash. So there was Flash, then Arrow, then it was supposed to go Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, well, Supergirl was involved too. Yeah. So there was four of them this time. Oh, right? shit. Okay, this only yeah. Because I looked it up after. I was like, what is going on here? It and would have been fucking confusing. <laughs> it was, man. Because like, they just in this pot, a pod on a spaceship. And what, <laughs> I remember last season you'd start talking about, there was this fucking episode in the middle with Vandal Savage or something. That's the only reason I clicked to what was going on. And Riley's like, can you- just fast forward. This is obviously just like a one-off thing. And I said, no, no, what it is is this. Yeah, so that was a bit weird. But Arrow, again, more of the same. But it, I, I feel like the choreography in that is really good now. Like, they've yeah. they figured out all the fight scenes and how to do that. They got back to guns this time around, too. They yeah. got back to, like, Wild Dog bringing guns to the fights. And I well, the actually worked violence well. is the one thing that really stands out now. If they yeah. just... They've gone daredevilish, like where just people are just getting fucking murdered. Like, at one point, there's a, a lady, like a mother of two completely innocent 
bystander and all mate just throws a ninja star into her neck and I'm just like, whoa, like my kids are watching. I'm like, uh, I'm not sure about this at the moment. It's very, very full on in that way. But I think that that actually adds to it, but it definitely yeah. cuts down who should be watching it. Yeah. Um, but that was it for me. All right. I went and saw American Made, which is actually really good. You are still on cruise. Oh, we're we're still we're, there. We, did, we didn't. We're, we're actually in Sydney um, for the grand final. I actually Saturday saw. The, I saw the preview and thought I might check. Yeah, it. and we just jumped to the cinema because <clears> we had the evening to uh, to kill. Yep. And I actually really enjoyed it. And it's the sort of thing he needs to get back to. Yeah. He's he's forgetting what sort of you know bloke he is or whatever. He is a good actor, mm. and when he does these parts, he does them well. Yep. I'm sick of seeing him kicking the shit out of people. He, he just he fell into this hole where he's been doing it for 10 years, mm. and The Mummy was the lowest ebb of that shit. I just flatly refused right? to watch it. So this is good to see him in something like this, and it's good. It's kind of got a Goodfellas vibe, a Wolf of Wall Street type of vibe. Mm. It's, it's kind of funny. It's, it's good, yeah. It looked a little bit like Blow, it reminded me yeah, of when yeah, I was watching it. Bit, yeah, there's a bit of Blow in there. Yeah. It's good. It's, it's actually really good. Um, I saw Gerald's Game. On Netflix, which I fucking loved. I mm. thought it was really, really good. And I remember reading the book back in the nineties and thinking, "This is, you know, like." And there was some talk of making it into a movie back then, and I was like, "Yeah, you never, you never be able to get this done because mm. the whole conceit of it is that she's basically trapped in a bedroom, handcuffed to a bed, and her, she's starting to lose her mind." And the way they do it is kind of cool, you know. Sounds delightful. Another version of her <laughs> talking to her and yep. her dead husband's talking to her and all. And then there's this other sort of stuff happening in the background. And it, it works. They do a really good job. It's the same guy who did Hush, mm. uh, Mike Flanagan. Mike Flanagan, mm. And he pulls it off really well. I, I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really good, um, a good film. So definitely worth checking out. I also <clears> saw uh, Happy Death Day. I really, I, th- I kind of enjoyed it. Like it's nothing special, it's nothing new, mm. but it takes the sort of the whole Groundhog Day side of things and, and puts it into sort of a slasher film. Yep. And I thought it kind of worked. It was rather enjoyable. It was funny. Um, it had had its moments here and there. Nothing to write. Nothing to blow your mind. But I was pretty happy with it. Mm. Yeah, I, I saw it too, and I was. Uh... As you know, when I started texting you, because I, I was pretty excited, and then I started reading reviews, and some of them were not too kind. So I was thinking, shit, you know, it's, they've missed the mark, but I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah. I think that, you know, the whole idea of, uh, for, for starters, some of the slasher stuff was quite competently done. Like, yeah. it was really just, you know, a typical slasher element. And then the idea that, you know, we, we go to a slasher film to see a certain number of, you know, we, we go and see the, the kills and the set pieces and stuff, and to have it happening to the same girl, was a really good idea. Yeah. A really good idea. And they threw a couple of little late minute sort of twists. Well, not really twists, but just to sort of the in the final sort of twenty minutes where they kind of wrap it all up. They throw a couple of things in there that I was quite surprised by, and I thought that was actually good. You know, so yeah, definitely worth a look. I think they're talking about a sequel already. Yeah, I'm happy enough. Yeah, I'll give it a crack. It's Blumhouse, mate. So yeah. just I'll keep them coming. <laughs> but that was it for me. Nice little one, mate. Yeah. All right. Now, before we get into Robocop, I'm just going to say the next few films that we cover, the next probably three, will be films that we our listeners sort of put forward to us. And in this case, this was put to us by a long-time listener, Ali, that we've had dealings with in the past. He, he put through our Alien and the Alien series. Thanks very much for giving us a, getting in contact with us, Ali, and putting this one out there. And the same will be done for the next couple of episodes, so keep, keep your ear out. But let's take a break, and here's the trailer for 1987's Robocop. We get the best of both worlds. The fastest reflexes modern technology has to offer onboard computer-assisted memory and a lifetime of on-the-street law enforcement programming. It is my great pleasure to present to you... Robocop. He's not a guy, he's a machine. All Detroit has a cancer. Cancer is crime. Let the woman go, you are under arrest. You you better back up, pal! Your move, creep. What are your prime directives? You have the right to remain silent. 
You have the right to an attorney. What is this shit? Anything you say may be used against you. He's a cyborg, you idiot. You recorded every word you said. You're dead. We killed you. His memory's admissible as evidence. You're gonna have to kill it. For God's sake! Robocop, the future of law enforcement. Robocop from 1987 <clears throat> is directed by Paul Verhoeven, who did Total Recall and Basic Instinct. Produced by Arnie Schmidt, who did Chain Reaction. And written by Ed Newmeyer, who also did Starship Troopers with Verhoeven, and Michael Miner, who was involved in Lawnmower Man 2 Beyond Cyberspace, even though there was a sequel to that. Yeah, I think they um, removed all King's name and everything from the... Both of them. Well, have you, is, any, is anyone here, just going off on a side tangent, has anyone actually read the um, short story, The Lawnmower Man? No. Nah, saw the it's first movie. I believe it was the height of his excesses. to do with... <laughs> Virtual reality or anything. Really? But, yeah. It's just ridiculous. It's a ridiculous story. He wrote Coke to the off. And that turned it into a movie. <laughs> I watched the movie a long time ago. It, it is it was, very strange. Yeah. It, sorry, back to Robocop. <laughs> <laughs> Stars Peter Weller as Alex Murphy slash Robocop. Nancy Allen as Anne Lewis. Ronnie Cox as Dick Jones. Kirkwood Smith as Clarence Bodiger. And Miguel Ferreira as Bob Morton. Cost $13 million to make and made $53 million at the US box office. Kurtwood Smith claims in the uh, DVD release in the 20th anniversary when he was taken, the scene where he's actually taken into the precinct um, by Robocop, is, it was actually the first scene he'd shot and he, he proposed the spitting of the blood and swearing to give the scene a bit more punch. Of course, Verhoeven loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Kurtwood Smith, it was possibly because he loves his love of uh, blood and violence. That's <laughs> the yeah. reason why he liked it. Hmm. All right. Gibbo, thoughts on Robocop, mate? From memory, I'd only seen parts of this previously, like little bits and pieces. For whatever reason, just never really appealed to me uh, when I was a younger person. Fuck. Um, What's wrong with you? I don't know, just a weird guy. <laughs> I don't know, this was just one that just slipped through the cracks. Um, and obviously, I knew it was held in pretty high regard. If you do any sort of looking up about what people think about this, it's it's super high up there in terms of um, yeah, action movie over and, and, and what people actually, just in terms of movies in general, a lot of people just like it. Watching it, the, the special effects drag it down, but you've got to give it a pass there. The rest of it, though, I don't know, the, the movie's a little bit disjointed, but it's really entertaining and the stuff they're trying to tackle it, it obviously is trying to say something which you've got to give a lot of credit to i think well is really really good and i think the, the design and stuff like that for robocop is good there's just a few little bits and pieces that every now and again a lot of the the propaganda stuff where they just sort of insert an ad into the, the movie the way they did that was just a little bit jarring but on the whole i really liked it. i'd probably go with like a three and a half out of five for this one okay Derek, interesting I'm sure um, I'll be the lowest. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, look, it's no surprise that I'm gonna gonna go high. Um, He's taking his pants off, everybody. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, for a bit of context, I was watching this movie well before I should have been. Again, Adam probably fucking <laughs> such a bad. <laughs> Adam probably uh, put it in into my consciousness, but I. I grew up with this shit. I mean, I, I remember in like year two or three, I got Adam to trace me a Robocop and I stuck it on my school book. My mum obviously no, no. had no idea what Robocop was, but any of the teachers that were looking at this going, this film's got, you know, copious amounts of violence and <laughs> all sorts of shit in it. I mean, but yeah, so I've, I go way back with Robocop, you know, playing the game on Commodore 64. I've basically, I've basically seen every iteration bar the prime directives, which I've got there to watch. I've even seen a couple of episodes of the animated show. So fair to say I'm a fan yeah. of, um, of the character and it doesn't get better than this one, basically. It's the action is great. The acting, as you said, Peter Well is friggin' fantastic. And some yeah. of the some of the supporting people are great. The design of the character is really visually appealing. Mm. Like they take a little bit of Judge Judge Dredd with the face and that sort of thing. But um, the satire, a bit of humour, oh, I just love it. 
He's de- he's Five. design. I think five, five stars. Oh, 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 look out! <laughs> uh, his his design, I think, is the thing that holds up the best about the whole movie. Yeah, it still looks yeah, cool. It doesn't look ridiculous. I think it's supposed to. They were saying that the the whole chest piece kind of looks like the bonnet of a car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Detroit. You know, and the whole yeah. The chest piece yeah. reminded me of a, like a transformer chest yeah, piece. Yeah, it's but it it really holds up, and I'm I'm also like you. I, I go back a long way with this film. Saw it in the cinema. Proceeded to tell Mum it didn't have any swearing. In it. <laughs> no, Mum, it's perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing bad in this movie. Obviously, I was well and truly wrong. <laughs> but uh, this is right up there with the best of the '80s action films. I'm um, right up there with the top ones we talked about. It's just a hair below, probably in the same ballpark for me as Beverly Hills Cop. Which, I, which is what I had at four and a half, I think. And so this is where I'll sit with Robocop. But it is just, to me, it's like something like the Terminator. It's taking this really interesting, thought-provoking ideas and getting them into a entertaining action sci-fi film. Yeah. And that's very, very hard. Like The, the fact of the matter is you can count the number of films ever that have managed to produce that. Terminator's one of them, mm. and this is another one. I reckon the satire stuff's piss funny. Yeah. The humour, although super dark, it works here on numerous occasions. Mm. Uh, and spot on, I think the acting's excellent, especially from the villains. I think they're both fucking despicable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like but they just do it so well. Um, it's just, yeah, it's a real top-class film. Real top-class film. So four and a half for me. It's funny that you mentioned that the... Um their costume kind of looked like the bonnet of a car because in my uh, Robocop definitive history over there, I, I um, came across the piece where they said they never approached him, but there was discussions whether Arnie was the man for the job. And they basically said, nah, because the suit would be fucking huge. Because yeah. essentially Arnie is the size of Robocop yeah. without, without the suit, the suit on. on. Yeah. So they just said that. We, we immediately <clears> rubbed <throat> him out because it was... It was going to be um, too much. Then another discussion was had about Chuck Norris. Oh, shit. <laughs> and they, they caught the, the, the line in there is something along the lines of, um, we listened to him and he just didn't have the gravitas. <laughs> <laughs> we listened to him. Because <laughs> he was going to have to be just the voice and the chin. Yeah, Plus yeah. a robot They essentially said he didn't have the gravitas and then they saw Weller. They said strong chin, yeah. presence. His jawline is top level, yeah. actually. Yeah. Like, yeah. But um, if there aren't anything like... Weller does so much with so little, like with his face, like yeah. as when they take off the helmet and stuff. Like, yeah. just for him to be able to emote like he does, or even with the helmet on, that, that's tough. Like, yeah, it's outstanding to do what he does without the rest of his and, body. And the Robocop wasn't going to be able to go, yeah, <laughs> 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 kicked kick in the ball. It's funny that you mentioned that because he did cop one, but he had that plating. Yeah, he would have gone, yeah, in a robotic Look, the movie opens fantastically. That little news report, a little clip that they showcase at the start, which I think it's also really cool that they've got Lisa Gibbons, you know, who was, um, she was the host of Entertainment Tonight Mm. at the Mm. time. So it's kind of like, you know, the whole idea of uh, entertainment news. News as entertainment, yeah. But I also, what I loved about it is it talked about OCP. It talked about this possible strike by police. It showed us Clarence Bodiger mm. and that he was dangerous. Yep. And that's in two minutes. Yeah. That gives you everything you need to know uh, um, about OCP and take over the police and the privatisation plus the big villain. Mm. Yeah. It kicked up all that. Well, it kicked up all that. Um, yep. It combined the, the satire and, the you know, dropped that exposition beautifully. As you said, in 10 minutes we knew OCP had, you know, they were talking about privatising the law enforcement and hospitals and things like that. And as you said, body care and that. Um, but then we get, you know, Yamaha making body parts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. New improved. This was like a turbo as well. Yeah, it was like, what's this going to do for you? And it's funny because it's still relevant. You know, you look at the US's kind of um, hospital insurance stuff and you've essentially – They've just boiled it down to, can you afford the Yamaha heart or not? Or do you get the fucking busted down? Kind of? Yeah. <laughs> do you get the bloody uh, the heart? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that stuff was great. Yeah. I, I also like the introduction to Lewis. It's only really brief. 
Yep. But it showcases that she's tough and she's capable. When she takes down the bloke in the foyer, yep. she just fucking flogs him. And, it's know, quite organic, too, because it looks like it's kind of a little bit in the background, and yeah. then it sort of just goes suddenly to it. Suddenly it comes to the fore, because yeah. it's all push and shove, and yeah. suddenly it's in. And then she kind of gets thrown off, and she just she fires up, and then just starts flogging the bloke. Yeah, I like that, because you didn't want kind of her to be subordinate to him, mm. in a sense that she was you know, not capable, and that's, you know, we needed a tough sort of partner. Yeah. Quality roundhouse kick too with yeah. Chuck Norris. We were talking about <laughs> good quality roundhouse kick. Yeah, there. I was still thinking about him. <laughs> Just in case Norris, uh, you know, is available. Maybe fifty one as a consultant. <laughs> yeah. Ed two oh nine. The malfunctioning Ed two oh nine is fucking awesome. Yeah. It's super gruesome. Yeah. That scene. Oh, it gets Just blasted out the window. And I watched the the um, director's cut. And mm. So there's an added sequence where he's actually laying on the. The model, yeah, getting blasted continuously again. Yeah, that scene. Oh, that's a, that that's scene the one just, I saw. Then, yeah, yeah. it's the same thing. Yeah, he just keeps plowing him. <laughs> that scene oh. just blew me away as a kid. Like watching that for the first time, I was like, "Holy shit, this is <laughs> awesome!" <laughs> but, um, I definitely shouldn't be. <laughs> but that, um, that, uh, as you said, like you mentioned that the effects aren't great, but. For that one, I think they're all right. I mean, the the clunkiness of the stop motion is there. But it still looks okay. Like, it actually adds to 209, that sort of clunky kind yeah, yeah. of movement. it's supposed to be kind of half-assed. The way yeah. they have it when they talk about Dick Jones yeah. um, at the start in the news report, and, and, when it, and when he's walking into the room at the start of that, when he's done, it just comes across that he's kind of whipped this together fast. Yeah. yeah. This, is a, this is a piece of shit we pulled out of nowhere, yeah. and it's no good. But the, I actually the, think like the, the stop motion works all right for, for the most part throughout the film. Yeah, well, for Ed 209 especially, I thought the stop motion wasn't a bad decision because you can cop that clunkiness with the movement of the, the robot. But, I mean, the scene then goes on to continue. Like, we already have queries about OCP's morals, but this scene just fucking, you know, just solidifies everything we think about and when the bloke is just a fucking mess on the carpet and Dick Jones and that and they go, we're on a, you know, they're basically talking about a timeline. <laughs> and we need to get this thing out and all this sort of stuff. I so, also love the fact um, that she go, you hear someone yell out, someone call a paramedic. Yeah, right. I think it's a bit late. She's a mopping bucket. Yeah. Don't worry about the paramedic. He's a ball of mints on the floor. <laughs> I don't think his CPR is going to help. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. He just comes call up her. to the old man and goes, it's just a glitch, mate. Yeah. A small glitch. <laughs> <laughs> call Herbert West, mate. You know? <laughs> Look at old mate's face, though, when he, he drops the gun and then, and then the, the Ed 209's put it down. He's like, uh, I have put it down. Like, yeah. You see the look on his face. He's like, oh, I'm fucked. This is not good. And I love to when he he runs near someone else yeah. and they basically and just they fucking throw him back yeah. and they're like, get him out of here. But it also really, um, really quickly establishes the, the Jones and Morton Dynamic, yeah, that they don't um, get along, or yeah, he's kind of cutting his grass. Yeah, he's cutting his grass, and you know, the, the young high flyers trying to take out the 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 dead wood of the, the company or so. He and it sees puts and, Morton in the crosshairs. Yeah, like, exactly. You can just tell that Jones has got the shifts. The moment he sort of steps in and goes, "Yeah, you know, I got this Robocop program." And yeah, it's yep. really awesome. Yep. And you just see, you know, Mort, uh, Jones tries to reintroduce himself into the conversation. He gets yeah, he gets hang on, mate. We're, we're gonna try this one out. And the, yeah. when they, when they have the scene in the toilet too, that that's another one. Brilliant. Old mate sort of sees him coming out there, and they're like, "Oh shit!" And everyone zips up, <laughs> pisses on himself. We're gonna beat him. <laughs> Needed another two shakes. Didn't quite get him in. Uh, but it it's, a, it's, a, it's a really good scene. Coming back to the, the practical effects, the practical effects are still fantastic. I still think the suit from this one is better than the one they, they produced for the remake. Easy. Yeah, yeah way yeah, better. Yeah, and I just love the, yeah, the gun comes out of his leg and all that sort of yeah. stuff. It's still really cool. Even um, the kind of... Um when they take the mask off and he's got that kind of bulbous sort of head, yeah. you can tell it's a bit bigger to yeah. kind of Bitty accommodate head. the effects. But it also sort of works too because it, it kind of emphasizes his fucking blank yeah, looks. Yeah, expression because he's got the, no hair, yeah, he's got yeah. no eyebrows. And then the expression, nothing. when yeah, as you said, he does a lot with a little, you know. Yeah. It kind of emphasizes that you're looking straight at his face and you get these little kind of nuances that he put in there. I mean, the fact that Verhoeven and co were 
Look at your fucked suit up. <laughs> <laughs> Royally beforehand. Oh, they were able to remove this, remove that. And they, yeah, they almost blew it. It's just a phenomenal piece of work. Was that what he was talking about in the docker? When yeah. he was talking about... We, we wanted to shave a bit of this off here. Day, and like, and yeah, like, of course, we fucked it up completely. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually think the stop motion, because the bottom line is they had nothing else. Mm, like, yeah. you couldn't go to the computers. And yeah. at the end of the day, stop motion is still something in front of a camera. Yeah. So, to me, it still looks better than shit CGI. Yeah. Like, I would much rather watch stop motion of the quality of this than, you know, the Scorpion King <laughs> CGI, <laughs> you know? Like, it's still, it's still something that's being filmed in front of a camera. Yeah. Well, even a movie from, like, last, I'm pretty sure it was last year, Gods of Egypt, huge budget, heaps of CGI and stuff, and it's terrible in it. Mm. Like, not a sort of thing you need to get away with practical effects because they're giant, like, cobras and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, 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 that that goes to your point, though. Like, sometimes, like, good, like, CGI just isn't always the answer. Yeah. Um, But this is, it's very similar to, obviously, the first Terminator movie where they did with the, you know, with the exoskeleton, like, the endoskeletons, whatever they are. Yeah. It's the same sort of thing. But the worst thing for me is it reminded me a little bit of Gumby. (laughs) And uh, that's not good. Gumby or Pingu, I I was getting a lot of the time. And a lot of the time, obviously, they're doing it with smaller models. I'd like to see Ed Two Hundred Nine splatter Pingu across yeah. the room. But they're sort of green, uh, doing it with smaller models, and then green screening them in the background. And I think that's yeah. where it really stood out. It's not so, no, so much this how it moves; it's the fact that everything around it you could tell was distorted because of that. They had to place it in the yeah, scene. Yeah, it was a little shaky yeah. a couple of it times when it was projected. So they, weren't, they weren't even using green screen. It's from a long time that. ago, you know. Like yeah. you can't you can't judge them for that. It just. But as far as putting that stuff in camera, is. It's still all right to me. Like, as you, you pointed out, I'd rather see that. It's, in, it's ingenuity and it's effort. And it's not just some poop that they've just ripped out where you stand in front of a green screen and there's a guy holding the <laughs> tennis ball. Tennis ball <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah. I just think that this is still impressive. It's still impressive today. Mm. The acting's pretty good all around. As you said, Peter Well is excellent. Uh, I think Ronnie Cox and Kurtwood Smith are. Excellent. Well, I'd say the casting is actually really good too. Uh, and, you know, then you get down to people like Nancy Allen and Miguel Ferrer. They all do their job. Uh, and yeah, he was ex- actually excellent too, Miguel yeah. Ferrer. He was, yeah, I thought he was, he was perfectly part, cast. Part slimy, part not. He was he, interesting. He, he was, was coming in for like a thug role or something. Yeah. He said basically to that point, that's what I was being cast as. Like, and he just basically put his hand up to read for this one and got it. Even even all the all of Clarence, Clarence's crew. Are all perfectly cast. But, you know, the well, scumbag. I have a, I have one exception to mention later on. But, <laughs> um, but you're right. Yeah. I. I uh, what's they his name? Emil. The, he's yeah. he's a very good actor. They all um, fit the the look and, and the yeah the scummy. Bodic is excellent because he doesn't look like a menacing guy. Yeah. But then he comes on screen and delivers a few of those lines and you're kind of like, fuck, yeah, you can buy him that he's yeah. running, the sh- running the shit yeah. in town. You, you can tell he's a brainsy operation though because he looks like Megamind. Yeah. He's like 76% forehead. Yeah, he's got a fair old. He does. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of gigantism going on there. Yeah. He's been drinking that, uh, drinking the steroids <laughs> too much and it's gone all to his head. Him and that was a key group Yeah. <laughs> the death of Murphy is very nasty. Yeah. Still, the only one that's a little bit unconvincing is when his hand gets blown off. Yeah, because his arm gets about six inches longer to hide something. You can tell when it's on the ground. Yeah. It it doesn't look very convincing. It's funny too, though, because you're watching it and, like, you've watched how many violent movies now. You kind of, you get, you do get desensitised to it to an extent. But then I go back and watch something like this that I've seen numerous times and it still gets me every time where he fucking gets his arm blown away and then they show his face and he's kind of there just going, ah, and you're like, that's a bit confronting. Can yeah. you just look at the no, bleeding arm or something? Yeah. Like, it's really, yeah, it's, it's a bit And those guys to do what they do to him too, like, you've got to be pretty, that's what, again, another commentary on how weird, like bad those guys are. Yeah. Because you've got to be messed up to do what they do to that dude. Mm. Exactly. He was just doing his job, like, all they had to do was disable him and move away, you know, but they just take heaps of pleasure in just Blowing torturing him, yeah. you know. Torturing. And by extension, that, that basically goes to the point of how fucked up the city is, you know, that, yeah. that you can you constantly see all these criminals and that, but as you you find a crew of guys that are all happy to do that. Yeah. You're like, okay, so things have gone downhill in society. Mm. <laughs> like, and you it, get it that just, just, it just that raises side. that level of your dislike for them. Mm. Yeah. You know? And and which is yeah, you're supposed to when Robocop becomes Robocop. Yeah. I actually think it's really, really well directed. Um and considering this was his first Hollywood film, 
Uh, I think he does an absolutely phenomenal job, and maybe it's that European sensibility and the, his his love of violence. You know? Yeah, maybe an American director would have been more likely to perhaps pull back on some of that. Yeah, well, there's he also seems the, to just blast right into it. Yeah. yeah, and there's also the theory of you know that uh, an American director wouldn't have the same view of his American issues that they yeah. were commenting on. Yeah. Whereas someone yeah, from the outside- Yeah, they wouldn't go there because they're too patriotic and yeah, you know, yeah. they don't Whereas want to admit a lot of their shit. Someone from the outside, as you said, with those sort of sensibilities on yeah, top of it- Yeah, he kind of looked at it, the looked right at it differently, yeah. That's why that scathing sort of satellite comes across well. Yeah. Yep. I, I really love the sequence of Murphy dying. It's his POV looking up at the- the doctor's trying to save him, mm. then it shifts to Robocop being built. Mm. Yeah. But it's the same point of view. Yep. And they show all of that. Like, his entire building process is all from that point of view. Yeah, process, now, yeah. I think it's really, really cool. <coughs> and I love when he tests his hand strength. Yeah. And he, yeah, Morton just looks at him in the face and goes, you're going to be one bad motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. he just walks on. <clears throat> well, that was like... That was outstanding. The POV all the way through was yeah. used really well. But that sequence in particular, um, again, it was just a really good way of, of, as you said, we're showing him getting built, but you're also showing time passing. You yeah. get that New Year's Eve New party Year's or whatever. Yeah. and So all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, we think that there's been a fair portion of time between yeah. that and this. and, and um, But, yeah, the POV is used quite well at times to kind of um, minimise how much Robocop is on screen at certain points and maybe kind of lessen the burden on Peter Weller or or not show when particular movements weren't kind of up to scratch because the suit restricted it. So, they, yeah, they used the POV through the whole movie really well to to cover over that a little bit. Still pretty good too. You know how they showed him some of the things he could do? So the directives would come up on his his hub. Yeah. He'd have the voice recorder. Yeah. He had the picture-in-picture and the recording. The tracking, yeah. I thought that shit was still, yeah, seemed legit. Still yeah, seemed yeah. legit. It wasn't jarring. Yeah. Like it wasn't like oh, yeah, this it's not looks like oh, this shit. Looks yeah. like a bloody yeah, Commodore sixty four or something yeah. like that. It, it it seemed all legitimate. Yeah, the only age it was there, the black with the green, you know, that, that sort of thing, the old monitor colours. Yes, yeah. But it still, it did, yeah, it didn't jump out and going, oh, geez, that looks a bit old. It, it doesn't date it. No, and even that's got its own sort of aesthetic. Yeah. Like, you know, we'll get into part two, but there was a bit, there was bits in there that kind of showed to me shit that the old black on green has its own kind of aesthetic that's kind of appealing to look at as well. Mm. So, yeah. Um, one of my 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 favourite laugh of the entire movie is the, in the uh, police foyer that, that when Robocop first turns up. There's a drunk standing at the front <laughs> and he's going. I'm a repeat offender. I repeat, I will offend again. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure what he was going for. Like, is he trying to just get locked up again? Like maybe life's better in jail. I don't know. It's just Might be so random. Like it yeah. just sort of cuts in, and here's this guy rambling at the front. Then he sees Robocop. He's like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty good line. I also really dug his first night on the job. Yeah, yeah, those scenes are outstanding. He takes out. Yeah, look, he does more damage to the liquor store <laughs> than the bloke holding the place up. Yeah, but I thought it was really cool, especially that sequence where he actually opens the doors. Mm. And yeah, got all that light shining off the doors, and he's sort of standing there. Yeah, yeah, those scenes are great, and it kind of in a couple of scenes they show him doing something like bending the gun yeah. and they show him um shooting pulling through, through the wall. pulling through the wall shooting through the dress like targeting the guy so he hits the guy not the the lady and it's like okay so you've demonstrated his proficiency very swiftly mm. but not only that you've got um that score underneath classic score for yeah. me underrated one of the better better movie themes and it's uh, it's also got um Starts introducing a couple of those classic lines, like the thank you for your cooperation yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah, that oh, scene was The dead are alive, you're excellent. coming with me is the yeah. other good one. Excellent oh, scene. What does he say to her? You have suffered a traumatic... Yeah. <laughs> I will call the rape... Rape crisis centre. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's very, that's very thoughtful of you, mate. 
But the uh, the shooting through of the dress scene when I was watching that because I, I, I only just listened to the speed podcast that Bill Simmons and those guys did on the rewatchables. Mm. Um, it just reminded me of the what do you do in this situation? And he's like shoot the hostage. Yeah, yeah. And when he did it, I'm like, oh, jeez, he shot her. But he doesn't. He's shooting through <laughs> yeah, right, between the legs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got old mate in the jats. But yeah, well, that was I- also confronting where that guy hits the deck on his knees. It was one of those moments where he's like, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> like when you see, there, for whatever yeah. reason, someone getting shot in the kneecap. Or in the yeah, foot. Yeah. Seems worse than getting shot in the chest. Yeah, I don't know why. And yeah. obviously the nuts. And the, not yeah, a good the one. Crackers. Yeah. It's <laughs> funny though because there's also a little touch, touch of that whole sequence that someone mentioned in a um, an article I was reading that I never really thought of. But police brutality. Mm. The whole idea of police brutality. Because Robocop's more brutal than the rest of them. Yeah. Oh, big time. Like he just dishes out violence to... Violence begets violence. Yeah. And that's you kind know. of, you know, that's kind of... So you, you can see on police brutality. You yeah. can see a bit of the Judge Dredd influence there where yeah. he's basically judge, jury, executioner, just fucking yeah. taking out whoever he pleases. And yeah, there's no thought process. Cleaning no, up the streets. There's no sort of, I must arrest you. Yeah. Basically, I just, kill, I just either kill you or I do whatever I have to do yeah. to stop you. But at some point, that has to get through to the rest of the, you know, the crime world to think, geez, we can't really mess with this guy because he doesn't give any fucks. He's yeah, just yeah. going to destroy it. And that kind of comes across later when he, he takes out the cocaine area and then just throws Bodiger through the windows. Yeah. And, you know, mm. Bodiger's here going, you know, you can't hurt me or whatever. You're a cop. And he's just, you know, yeah. just tossing him around. And yeah. as you said, that was kind of heightened. He's yelling that shit out like he thinks he has some sort of protection yeah. because it's a police officer and he has limits. But um, as you said, too, it's heightened because he's such a hard ass for the rest of the the other parts of the movie. You're like, yeah. shit, you know, he's just getting treated like a rag doll now. I know you said that the ads and stuff are kind of jarring. I loved it, especially Newcomb. The movie. Newcomb, yeah. <laughs> the Pakistan's threatening my border. <laughs> no more military aid. I just think <laughs> if if it was more, if it was on a screen in the background, it would have been. All right, it's just the fact that it's what you're watching. It's yeah. like you're watching an ad in the movie. Like, I guess it's trying oh, I dug, to get, I dug that. It's I trying like to it. get certain things. Because they always, they always placed yeah. it as the oh, lead into the media break, so it kind of fit sort of well. Yeah. My favourite was the SUX 6000. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got the 6000 SUX. that acronym. That's what I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's funny. And the, look, the, the, there's actually a couple of better ones in the sequel, surprisingly. Yeah. The sequel hasn't got a lot going for it, but- No. The the ads, some of the adverts are bloody hilarious. Mm. I really like all the yuppie stuff at OCP. You know, once yeah. you once you hit hit it big with a Robocop, you've suddenly got the keys to the and here's the lounge. <laughs> <Exactly. Yeah. laughs> and they call it a lounge and they walk in there and there's urinals everywhere. It's like is, do we get this odor as well while we're trying to have lunch? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they went through the lounge into like the lounge have. toilet, maybe, but that, there's no scene showing that. So it's like here's the lounge. Look at how nice That's actually Ronnie Cox's best scene too. Yeah. Because he's super menacing. Except for the hair. I'm not sure about yeah. the hair. Yeah, the holding. Yeah, look, he's going to make it out with him at one point. He, he touches the side of his hair like that. And yeah. I'm thinking, where's, this, where's this going, Ronald? I've got a dislike that underlines the menace, but you're right. He was really good there. He really, really he starts going, you know, I millions of dollars. Who cared if it worked or not? He's yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he had was, a point. Like, business-wise, they, they had it sold. It was done. And then all the issues with it would have made him more money. Yeah. So, from yeah. the corporate side of things, he was probably right. But also a wrong, very wrong person, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I just think that was one of his best sequences. Mm. And there's actually a, probably the one where he actually meets Robocop when Robocop tries to take him in. Mm. That's another good one. Yeah, because he comes across as a, a real smarmy bastard too, mm. you know. Well, you should you should put Here him in take me, yeah, take, take me. Take me in handcuffs. Yeah. Yeah. And then he starts giving him the drum, you know, about um, what is directive four or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually really like the way they intersect too. That Clarence and Dick Jones sort of, because up until that point, you could you could have missed it. You yeah. Know? Um, you could see them as sort of two separate, very separate things. But then you know they very clearly, they explicitly say, "Yeah, these fucking boardroom blokes are crims," and they cross yeah. them over. And then, but that scene is fucking outstanding. Like, um, Kurtwood Smith says nothing but bitches leave, and yeah. it's fucking it's pure menace for yeah. the whole scene. You know, yeah. pulling the pin with his mouth, and then. Just putting it down at, and then just, at, at enough distance because he's already been shot, he can't just get to the table. Yeah, away. just walking away, and then um, as you said, Dick Jones does all the talking on the screen. Yeah. It's fucking outstanding. Yeah, mm. it's really, really good scene. Really. Bitches leave. <laughs> I, I really like the idea of the repressed memories too. That Murphy still got his. 
Yeah. Um, and they, 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 they actually drive the second half of the film mm. because he has the repressed memory and the dream about being shot and he sees them all and then he goes in and yeah. checks the... And he Packs is, it, yep. He, that's right, he, Emil. The sequence with Emil and yep, the yep, um, yep. explosion at the petrol station, that sort of kicks it all off again because he then starts going... I know you. Mm. We killed you. We killed you. Yeah. And I like. I really like that because then it just sets everything in motion to ramp up towards the end. Mm. Just quietly, though, the service station. Fuck! It explodes. Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> it destroys the city block. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was quite a nasty uh, explosion. I actually liked it. Uh, Robocop was also using CDs and that, you know, even though they were projecting the future, not even they thought mini discs were going to come out. <laughs> I mean, it would be a success, you know. Still just me. Ah, <laughs> uh, mini discs. Uh, I loaded up. I've got a mini disc player. I've still oh, got it. Yeah, <laughs> Mate, yeah, we yeah. bought a lot of mini disc stock when we are working at Better Electric. <laughs> <laughs> These things are the best. Oh, you can mate. delete and just cover things. You can put Jesus. this on there. It's like a CD and a cassette all in one. Yeah. <laughs> And you can put eight songs on it. It's brilliant. <laughs> I only have to charge this thing overnight and I can listen to it for five minutes. It's fucking brilliant. Ah, <laughs> oh, mini discs. God bless them. God. <laughs> the, way, the way of laser disc, HD, DVD, all these things that were the next big thing. Every time I, every time I look at my mini disc, I think of that, um, that old Pepsi ad where they've got those people doing like an archaeological dig and they find a can of Coke and they're like, What's this? <laughs> That's what they're going to do with mini disc. <laughs> yeah, um, HD DVD didn't even get a foothold. It was out the door so no. far. Mate, yeah. Everybody knows as soon as porn picks one, yeah. that's the one That's that succeeds. And yeah. Blu-ray well, it was, was same it. with video. It was the same with yeah. DVD and Blu-ray. Porn runs the, the world, the, mate. Everyone the show, knows it. They chose it, yeah. I like the little ticks that give away that Robocop is, is Murphy. Mm. The, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dead or alive, you're coming with me. Uh, those sorts of things. Yeah. All set somebody off to knowing that it's Murphy. You know, like uh, mm. Lewis realizes it's Murphy from the, the, the gun. skin. Yeah. Emil realizes it's Murphy from the, the comment, Dead yep. or Alive. So I, I, I just like those simple, effective ways of pushing the story forward um, using those little things. And I liked it. Yep. Shoot out of the cocaine factory. Highlight of the film for me. <laughs> when he just boots the door down. I love the way he just targets everyone before yeah. the shooting's even started. He's just going beep, 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 beep. Yeah, and yeah. Up. Mm. And then he doesn't shoot for like 10 seconds. He's just getting shot and then he just starts going and just starts, you know, behind the backs and all this sort of. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, then follows really... up with that, that really good bit with Bodiger where he just throws him around. Yeah. Treats him like crap. That, 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 is that where he actually says, you can't kill me or something like that? It's about OCP. Yeah, that's where, that's where he sort yeah. of puts, in, puts out the Dick Jones, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Dick Jones. Yeah, because then he gets Dick mad. Dick Jones. That's where he gets mad at him later on because he's like, you recorded all of that shit. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good, really good way of sort of getting, you, you, that's where you get told that they're together and then they, they're, they're connected. Yep. The, the arrest of Dick Jones. Throws in the fourth directive, which you already knew was there because it comes up really briefly when he first is sort of brought out in front of everyone to show off. Yep. It says the three directives and there it just says, you know, for a second did they all go away and then you just see directive four. Oh, I didn't even notice it, that. Yeah, it just sort of flashes for a second. And then obviously it comes to the four here. Mm. And, again, I think it's a really good sequence with Ronnie Cox. Um, his acting in this is, is excellent. Yeah. And then we bring out the Ed 209 again. They didn't learn. I do like when it's trying to find its footing down the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the stairs a bit small. That actually made me laugh. Yeah. I'm a beetle stuck on my back. That was really good, actually. <laughs> All these things, yeah, the one big floor is stairs. Like, yeah. Didn't yeah. think they'd ever have to deal with stairs, guys. Interesting. <laughs> Yeah, you, you're putting these on the streets to, you know, chase down criminals in all sorts <laughs> oh, of terrain. Go up a gutter. Ooh, and this <laughs> <laughs> Not sure about this, guys. Retreat. <laughs> the final battle in the, in the smelting plant is, is really good. It's a little bit short, though. It doesn't really take long mm. to take those guys out. To the point. It's to the point. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It, it, it actually sort of... only lasts for about five minutes, I think, yeah. if, you, if you break it all down. But, I mean, it's 
it's to the point. Emil, Emil getting cleaned up is fucking <laughs> insane. He explodes on the windshield. And again, I love like when he when he first comes stumbling out, and that other bloke sees him. He's just like, "Shit, <laughs> get away from me!" <laughs> yeah, he says, "Don't trust me." Yeah. <laughs> but what would you say? Like the bloke's just melting. Like I'd just shoot the bloke. Yeah, well, that's just got to be. There's a mercy killing at that point. He has to. He's Johnny Skarski. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> But when they hit him, it's like a water bomb filled with, like, <laughs> petroleum jelly. It's just squish, you know? Straight up the windscreen. Hit the wipers. He's it's gone. It's like a watermelon. Just sort of go, oh. yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, it's quite nasty. Very and, effective, though. Um, I, I also loved him killing Clarence with the spike. Yeah. I'd actually yeah. forgotten about it. Yeah. Yep. The That's the same that one he used for the hacking, it, yeah. You know, like, he, he'd yeah. used it once. They never really sort of shoved it down your throat that he yeah, had. Yeah, he yeah. only ever used it once. Mm. And then he just, of course, goes, Sp- bam. Speaking of taking out a city block, too, I love when the bloke's celebrating in the little crane booth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she hits him with the rifle. <laughs> it <just> destroys him. <laughs> The, the over-the-top nature of it is just perfect. Because, yeah. as you said, everything's over there. The cops, like RoboCop. Yeah. Yeah. Nailed it. One of my final, my probably final like is, I just love it when RoboCop takes out the Ed Turnor out the front of the building. Mm. And then it just shows him walking in and then the Ed Turnor's <laughs> legs come <laughs> down. <laughs> they just go. <laughs> you just see his foot go. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great scene. That whole, from that point on, the ending is just, Perfect. Yeah. It's so good. You're fired. Like, you've got... Stuff. It really works. Like, you just... Oh, again, I don't, you don't even think about it. Like, mm. did you think in Directive 4, obviously yeah, yeah, can't yeah. kill him. And then yep. when he says, you're fired, it just goes... Yeah. Out We're all clear. Window, out the window, just... Yeah. Perfect sort of... It was, again, short and sharp, but it did everything that you wanted. Yeah. When he goes the out the window, another giggle, for, but not deliberate, he goes out the window and his arms are super long. Did you notice? It looks terrible. His <laughs> arms are... Absolutely that's not a green screen thing. Yeah. I don't know what they've well, done there, but his segwaying. arms are like... Yeah. Segwaying. That's That was definitely one of my dislikes. Yeah. It looks atrocious. I haven't got it doesn't look. Time. It doesn't look like Dick Jones, for starters. Nah. Mm. Then it's got the head... It's got the arms that are... They're two times as long as yeah. that. It's like the a Slender Man. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know... It must be just a, like a distortion thing when they did the green screen yeah, or something. Because it's, it's... I mean, I don't think... I think you'll find that's all been done with... Um, I thought it was a dummy. Was it a yeah, dummy? It must be a dummy, it, but they got it wrong. Because <laughs> again, I don't know how much. I don't even think green screens were really available then. So I think what it was was either a matte painting with a dummy or something of that nature. But it's. But it, I don't even think it's a dummy because it drops so directly, like straight down, yeah. and does not move. I yeah. just thought the mo- well, it does move. That's why I thought it might have been a dummy. I thought like some of the. I thought I can't remember. I'd have to watch it again. But I thought something moved, whether it was the head or yeah, the. Yeah, maybe, but I don't know. It just it, it looks, looks dreadful. Really, it is. Awful. It's the standout bad special yeah, effect. It's in really, the whole really movie, bad for sure. One of my probably major dislikes. The relationship between Lewis and Murphy is just, it's not even built. No. I mean, they, 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 they've been on the road together for fucking an hour. Yeah. yeah. And then the man's in pieces. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> He's just meat. Yeah. I mean, she, and she watches it happen. Yeah, she watches it happen. I mean, yeah. she'd be talking to a psychologist immediately. Yeah. yeah. But it kind of makes no reason why she would help him. Yeah, I'd go back for him. No. Like, I know they were partners, but again, they weren't partners for years. No. Mm. It was just, in a way, they could have got around that by saying they'd been partners for years and it wasn't Murphy's first day on the job. Yeah. Because you know? that was really irrelevant. Yeah, there was no reason for there that to be the case. There was no reason for any of that. No, that was exactly what I had, mate. The no relationship established with partner thing, it's, it is weird because then when she sees him in the hallway, it's like, oh, that's got to be Murphy, that guy I saw once. Like, yeah, yeah. Why? Because he's three hours. <laughs> Yeah. When she goes back and she's asking the question, why is she in trouble? All she said is... It's because they're saying that he's not a human being. He's a he's not a person. He's a he's a product. That's what he said. Yeah, but when the guy starts screaming, "What did you say?" and all yeah, that sort yeah. of shit, she just what did he think she said? Yeah, yeah. because I think that what they were thinking was that she'd said something to him that had got him. I'd be saying, I, I'd off. be saying, listen, mate. He walked down the hallway before I fucking. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, yeah. That 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 was a slight. It, it just sort of didn't make much sense because they didn't really expand on it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So we didn't really know much about it. And even by the end of it, we didn't know anything more about, you know, they hadn't even forged a relationship between him and her when he was a robot. Mm. Yeah. So it was kind of a bit of a, 
uh, didn't really work. I just didn't feel anything to it. Because yeah. I just thought, why would she even bother help, helping the guy? Yeah. And she'd be laying after Sam Murphy get blasted, she'd be in the corner in the field position. Yeah, yeah. no thanks. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, she's hardly going to be ready for action. But talking about um, talking about Murphy getting blasted, and you mentioned this earlier with old mate in the boardroom, and they call him the paramedics. They trying to re- revive Murphy. What the fuck? He's been <laughs> shot in the head. His whole body is riddled with bullets, and they're trying to give him the old yeah, the paddles. The paddles. <laughs> no, that's hell. not going to pan out, guys. I don't know. I don't know if that was just something they had to go through to you know tick the little box. So we tried. Yeah, the bloke's. He's toast. I think that was what they were trying to say, where he just sort of says, I shot him again and then we'll call it. Yeah. But, yes. It does seem strange, though. It's a little bit bit like a meal. Yeah. Now, that toxic waste would just kill him. (laughs) He's not coming out of there looking like fucking. His fingers like melted candles. (laughs) He's not coming out looking like John Bon Jovi's (laughs) Jesus. But he he yeah he comes bubbling out going help me. <laughs> he would have a drowned. B that's toxic. Yeah. Waste. He would have just been. Yeah, help me. Uh, yeah. Not happening. Yeah. Help yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I had. Uh, you mentioned that the crew were really good. Yeah. And I agree. You can't have any dislikes, uh, Cox. You gave it five. I know. I know. Who, um, who, who was your problem? The guy with the hyena laugh was just too much. Uh, the black guy. The black guy. Just too yeah. much. He's over the top. Way over the top. Yeah. And it kind of just every time something was happening, I'd just get that laugh in the background. I'd be like, You know what he reminded me of? Taking me out of it. De- uh, Wesley Snipes in Demolition Man. Yes. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah a lot yeah. of that. Just the over the top, just and obviously they're both black. That's not the reason. They're they're very similar characters. Yeah, yeah, just well, they are. It's just it's super the, cocky because he loud. had a similar laugh. I've yeah. forgotten all about that. But in Demolition Man, he does a bit of that. As soon as he did it, man, that's what he reminded me of. Yeah, it was just too much, and it, it it's kind of goes all the way through. Yeah, like when he rocks up with his stolen car and he's laughing, and then and the stuff he laughs at, he's like, funny. oh man, yeah. Yeah. Like, this is just too much. Yeah, like, it's he could have been top. that whole character probably could have been. Shit, you know, he yeah. could have been. He could have been um, non-verbal. Well, he could have. He yeah. could have. Or he could have had. He's a, just a thug. I mean, there was he could have had the lines, and Verhoeven could have just said, "Do it without the laugh," or something like that. Yeah, or take it down twenty notches. Yeah. yeah. Was, I just remembered another line. Well, even with laugh. the laugh, the laugh would have been fine because it did highlight that these guys were fucking maniacs. Yeah, because he's laughing when they're shooting people. But and- he turned into a Looney Tune every time I heard him. It yeah. Was just, it's like, yeah, I can't, I can't buy that. Yeah. You know? He didn't have any menace. He was just. Annoying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sorry. I, I remember the like that I forgot when he comes into the cocaine factory and he just goes, come quietly or there will be trouble. And the bloke just cocks the shotgun and goes, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Classic, just, Love. you know, two words. That's all we need. <laughs> Gets the message across. Um, uh, any other dislikes? Yeah, I've got, I've got quite a few, but they're more, some of them are just kind of funny Minor. little things that I noticed. Old mate hiding, hiding his safe under the beer cans. Yeah, not mate, smart. The only thing I'm walking into that shop for is beer. beer like, get yeah. me a card. <laughs> get me Ooh, a card. What's oh. that? <laughs> Sorry, I've exposed your safe. <laughs> Dick Jones, I totally agree with you in the bathroom when he's kind of laying out that you're in some shit to Miguel Ferrer. The only, the only thing that undermined him was when he was like, uh, you know, talking about, we used to, you know, talk about the old man. And then he goes, call him Dave's. Iron butt boner. <laughs> Surely you can do a little bit. <laughs> if I find out someone's been talking behind my bat and they've, and they've called me iron, iron butt. butt, I'm thinking, could be worse. Yeah. If someone's calling me boner, I'm probably just going, yeah. yeah. You've got yeah. me right now. Yeah, currently. 60% of the time you're on the money, so that's fair. <laughs> oh, the bloke, when he gets Clarence's, uh, Clarence's mate in the club, yeah. And he goes for the kick to the testicles. <laughs> what makes you think that a cyborg has fucking sensitive reproductive organs? <laughs> and even even if you see his face and you think there's a human under there somewhere, I'm looking at the crotch and I'm saying, that doesn't pass the eye test. That's like, that's aluminium at worst. <laughs> I'm gonna hurt my foot. I'm gonna hurt my foot here. Um, but when I found out that it, the role could have been Arnie too, I watched that scene and I just laughed. I was like, <laughs> that would have been another movie that Arnie would have been kicked in the nuts, but we wouldn't have got the... Ah! <laughs> he still would have thrown it in. He probably would have thrown it in somewhere. <laughs> um, he, would, he would have given us the... Ah! And then he'd be just joking. <laughs> and then he'd grab him and do something to him. <laughs> 
something stupid like that. I think that was it. I can't go. I, I had it. I was going to expand on the bloke with the laugh when he was in the warehouse, but I think I've, I've given him a kicking enough. That was kind of my only real dislike about that warehouse stuff. Was that again? He was just. He gets over knocked the top. off the top, doesn't he? Yeah, he gets knocked off the top, and again, he sounds like a fucking Looney Tune. He's squealing or something. Yeah, he just yeah, it was it was too much for me. But that was it for me. That yeah. was my dislikes. And as I said, yeah. most of them were just little giggles. That Nothing else for me. <laughs> no. We covered, we covered most of them. The other things I had was stop the stop motion issues and the ads. But we covered them well and truly. Yeah. So. Yeah, we, kind of, we sort of howled you down on those. Yeah. Ones, <laughs> That's fine. We just crammed them down. Like I said, you guys, the, the internet agrees with you. I'm not, I'm not doubting that whatsoever. Yeah, it's just no, like- No, you're right. There was, there was stop motion- Issues, but yeah. issues, yeah. bottom line, this, this is this is like Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man for you guys. You know, <laughs> the nostalgia takes it up a few notches. Yes, uh, okay, <laughs> that's what you want to go. <laughs> um, right, that's RoboCop. Once again, thanks to Ali for uh, suggesting it. If you want to get in touch with us, send us an email at thrillme at ionet.net.au. Like us on Facebook, Thrill Me Podcast Australia. Or at Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com. We were going to do 1408, the Stephen King film, next episode. But on Facebook, we received a message from uh, one of our listeners, Jehovah. He mentioned Robocop 2. We should do Robocop 2 as well. Obviously, everybody was on board. <laughs> oh, yeah. It didn't take long to so, bring us around. Next episode, Robocop 2. Yep. But until then, take it easy and we'll catch everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.